Oh boy. Happy New Year, everyone. Seems mm. like this is a typical thing. Happy New Year, everyone. It's December 31st, 2019, and the San Jose Sharks hit the halfway point of this season. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. And, well, when you lose to the worst team in the league, you can even be somewhat positive. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks postgame show. We do this after every game home and away so of course if you want to be part of the show here's how you do it chat with uh, us and fellow sharks fans in the chat well right now it's periscope but join us right here and we appreciate you uh following us uh all the way around yeah it's been bad and it's gonna feel bad too all righty with that he is not ian blogs hockey but he is a guy who spells his name the right way and that is eric landy Oh boy, um, you know I I might be doing a uh, great impression of the venerable Canadian robot today because oh my I have a bunch of different opinions and thoughts on this particular game and you know I, I think we'll we'll get into it but I am unimpressed right now um, and quite frankly uninspired by the team and uh, yeah they'll be hearing about it. Uh, as they should uh, at this point. I think the gloves kind of come off here. And uh, let's be honest, this is not this is not uh, the Sharks team that I, I don't think anybody expected to uh, to uh, do their magic tonight uh, or this season for that matter. Because I, I honestly, uh, when you're looking at a team that looks like at the halfway point of the season that could potentially match the Sharks' inaugural season total of 17 wins for their season, and you get shut out by them? Uh, definitely a cause for concern um, all around. I mean, it, it this is just absolutely ridiculous right now. And to begin a five-game road trip where this was, well, let's be honest, Lanny, this was the easiest one of the five um, you know, and uh, Steve Cropper, I'm right with you. No heart tonight. Even the fight sucked. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, hey, I mean, look, coming coming out of the break of the little Christmas mini break. Excuse me. Um, we had said that this team has to show us what they're made of. This team has to come out and really, I mean, they, the margin of error is next to nothing. Right. And, and they go and they put uh, a display like that tonight. Um, you know, the effort was there in spurts. But, but you know, mentally, the mental engagement, I think, to me, is what is most disappointing. Uh, because, yeah. Physically, they're there. Physically, I think they exerted a lot of effort tonight. But mentally, I, I, I just, I don't know. They seem to be checked out already. And it's scary to think that, you know, New Year's Eve, you're checked out in, and you're already checked out. 
New Year's Eve and you're checked out? I mean, seriously. I mean, you can pull this run. You know, there's. I'm not going to quote the every, what everybody else is quoting. But, I mean, you can go on a decent run and get back into this. But efforts like tonight, where you even have Jamie Baker saying they look very loose. They seem a half step slower. And that was halfway through the first period. That's beyond unacceptable. And, you know, and, 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 and their execution that Baker said in the third period, that that's even scarier. No, I, I, I think you're completely right, Eric. And and the poster boy to me tonight of this one, Eric Carlson. He is continuing his rope-a-dope style of play through the neutral zone. He's getting the puck intercepted left and right, just in, in a turnover machine. He's trying to make the most exotic plays out there out on the ice, and the simple plays are there. That That's what's most maddening, yeah. is that there are simple lanes available. There are simple passes available, yet he chooses to to try to do the highlight real pass all the time. And 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 you know what? I mean, you are the most high, you're the highest paid defenseman. And 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 let's not even talk about, you know, we, we won't even go into, you know, AJ's rant of, "Oh, well, you've got to play better than this and that or this and that." You just need to be competent in your own end. Yeah. He's not even competent, Eric. It, and it, and it's frustrating yeah. because not only that, but once they do get into the offensive zone, he's trigger shy. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. You're, you're and, and, and it's, it's not, just ridiculous. And it's not even just Eric Carlson that's trigger shy. The entire team is trigger shy. I mean, I'm sorry when uh, and don't worry, folks. We'll review the game, but when you go two for forty eight on the power that's play, pathetic. It it, it it shows that you are not trigger shy. Uh, you you are like looking for the perfect pass. Stop looking for the perfect pass. Just shoot the damn puck. And I hate to be one of those longtime fans. Way to go. Maybe not as knowledgeable. I'm you know being the one that's in section two oh four going shoot. But my God, guys, come on. I mean, and and, and Steve Cropper right here. Question: How do you keep the Sharks from scoring a goal? Answer: Put them on the power play. <laughs> Yeah, no, I you're you're exactly right. I mean, that is, is to sum up the 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 season is is their problem. Right. They 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 refuse to shoot the puck. Brent Burns in that first period came down like a freight train and elects not to shoot the puck on his strong side, and he does a drop back in the middle of the slot, thinking that somebody's going to be there. Instead, he just needs to put the puck on net okay he's i don't know what it is with him this year but he's electing to continue to defer that, that he can't do that that's not what he's paid for that wasn't why he was brought here the same thing with eric carlson and 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 not only is is eric being trigger shy but puck guy he's getting his shots blocked left to right yep. leading to direct two on ones, three on twos, putting himself out of position. And, and that's the whole thing is that we've seen this and it's why we've always complained about why do you have Vlasic on the power play? Why did you have Airhoff on the power play? Because it's just going to get blocked. 
I, it it's ridiculous, and, and it hurts that we're that we're saying that about a fellow guy who spells his name the right way. But at this point, this team needs to be called out. This whole entire team needs to be called out. You know, Eric, I I get it. Why you're trying to make fancy passes? We 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 appreciate that you want to be finesse and everything. Just make the damn pass. Just make the damn pass. Shoot the get the pucks on net. Shoot the puck. Let's stop doing this dump and chase crap because obviously you guys can't take. You know, you guys can't get to there. You know, we we saw a three on two developing tonight, and that's not getting executed because we're waiting for other people to show up because they're slowed down. They don't have their speed. Uh, Chris mentioned this earlier. I expected this could happen. This team has been trash all year. And I completely agree, Chris. There was a little bit of me that was nervous about this. And look what happens. You know, um, uh, Chaotix105, do you guys think at this point Eric or Ottawa won the EK65 trade? Uh, it depends on what they develop with Josh Norris and, and the first round pick that they're they're going to get uh, from from uh this season and right now they could be selecting one or one and two overall scary scarily uh landy in this one um but uh let's let's get to actual reviewing this, this. here you want to you want to hear something really really pathetic eric it, let's 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 really let's break this down and and this illustrates how frustrated i am with this team Nine minutes and 18 seconds before you get a shot on goal in that yep. first period. I mean, I mean, what the hell? Are they not looking at the same standings that we are? This team should be coming out with piss, with vinegar in, in, in their blood or piss and vinegar in their game. It, they need to be going out there, driving possession, driving to the net in the first shift. And they need to dictate the style of play yep. that they want going into there. Instead, they got lulled to sleep by the worst team in the NHL. We haven't even brought, glossed over that point yet. This is the worst team in the NHL. And by this is by and, a long margin. And like I said, you know they they are on pace to match the Sharks' inaugural season total of 17 wins. Uh, although that changed tonight because they beat the San Jose Sharks two nothing. Uh, in this one uh so let's get at it 806 in uh biega takes a roughing call uh after you know gelman you know was trying to make a hit but then you know the uh the uh was it beshoff uh went awkwardly into the boards uh he was trying to you know why i oughta back at you and of course that sets up a shark's power play which guess what they did nothing you know, you know I, and, at least, and that's a tough at part. Least, you know, on that, on the first power play, it, it it looked like they had some movement around the horn. They didn't look stationary as as much as they have been prior earlier in the season. Um, really, though, the best the best chances that came on that was in the dying seconds of the power play when they went back to five on five. Yeah, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I don't know what in the world is going on with their power play or what they're trying to do. Uh, and considering they are the best penalty killing team, I think having your penalty killers out there first and foremost uh, to uh, be your power play, uh, your power play opponent for that matter at practice. I'm sorry, but I mean, come on, use use your number one power play to your advantage and just go already. Because I mean, my goodness, 
This is this is just absolutely unacceptable. I mean, uh, you're, unacceptable you're, with the talent on this team. Like, if we're going to compare the Sharks of the first two seasons at the freaking Cow Palace to these guys, there's a hell of a lot more talent on this team that they're paying way too much money for. And at this point, you got to start figuring out what in the world is going on here because this is absolutely embarrassing. I mean, the next power play, I, and and let's you know bite my tongue here, if, if they go... Two for fifty-four percent on the power play. How are they not last in the league? I mean, that's that's the one thing that, that surprises me. They're twenty-eighth, and and when they they play tonight against Detroit, that's got the uh, worst penalty kill in the NHL, and they allowed eleven power play goals in their last twelve games, and you can't do a damn thing. They don't, hey, Eric. I mean. Let's let's just call it out there. Do you think it's time that they actually sit the, the the power play units, both of them down, and start the penalty killers? Like, I mean, let's put Barkley Goodrow out on the number one power play. Let's put, um, you know, Mark Sorensen. Let's put, um, you know, maybe Tomas Hurdle. But, but uh, quite honestly, just you sit all of your highest paid players because they they, they have shown jack shit. Not only that, but they're ma- they're they're giving up yeah. glorious chances on the power play. I mean, it's 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 beyond mind-boggling how bad they're playing. And then put Ferraro and Shimmick on the points because, quite frankly, those are, those two are the ones that are best driving play from the back end. Yeah, I mean, I would love you know I would like to see Ferraro up there at this point. And maybe wanting to get a, I mean, the, the the tenacity that he had to follow up his play to get his first NHL goal, something that, that could be desired. Something because it's something called give a damn. You know, uh, Felix, good evening to you, sir. You know, he's saying, I don't know what the hell needs to be done, but this team needs heart. They need more passion. And that's a scary part to come up with, Landy. I mean, it, it, to hear that from fellow fans that this team needs more heart and needs more passion, you know, it's essentially kind of going back to, you know, Ray Ratto saying, just win the game. Well, I mean, if you we're ta- if, if we're game, we're in game 41 and we're talking about heart and passion, that, that I mean, these these are multi-million dollar athletes. They shouldn't have to have us fans trying to rally them to have heart and passion. It's their freaking job. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I have been a player's person for a long time, a player's apologist. But you know what? Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. They, they have to call out their stars. They have to do something, whether it's bench Eric Carlson and Brent Burns in the last minute of the third period, you know, last five minutes of third period, they have to send messages that their play is not up to snuff. And and you know what? I'm I'm even wondering maybe there is just maybe there's some kind of injury to Brent Burns that's just preventing him from shooting the puck or something because he just he is just deferring like I have never seen him defer. Even even the first year he was here when Dan Boyle was was the quarterback, so to speak, and, and he would defer a lot to him. This is the most I've seen him defer on shots since that season. Here's here's how I how I'm thinking about it, though, Landy. And, and hear me out about this. 
because everything was predictive about this team. They were rimming it around the boards. First, it used to be rimming it around the boards to get it to Joe Thornton. He'll do everything. Now it's kind of more like get it around the boards to get get the puck to burn. So he'll just throw it on the net. And, you know, a certain person that's going to play the only game playing tomorrow at the Cotton Bowl would tip those pucks. Um, nowadays, because that's gone, and it's just, you know, it's like, okay, well, crap, what do we do now? Or because it's been so predictive, they had to figure out something, and they haven't figured it out. You know, the the other fact, and Chris mentioning here, I like the mind reading where we know for a fact they just don't care. Well, you know, the, the point here, though, uh, is just trying to see where their play is, you know? It, it just seems like their mindset isn't into the game. You know, and you know what? I mean, directly to Chris and, and Chris longtime friend and 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 you know colleague colleague for <laughs> sure um <clears throat> but i think all of that goes out the window when you're talking about the worst place team in the league i i i really believe that the the competition is inferior it, it's just straight flat out inferior to the sharks and you put that kind of mental effort into this game, not necessarily physical, because you know what? They had 34 shots on goal or whatever the hell it was. And, you know, they had some hits and they had block shots or whatever. So they physically they were engaged, but mentally they're all over the place, all over the place. They have no cohesive idea of what they want to do as a five man unit. It seems like, again, we, we've continued this early season, um, you, you know, the, the, the early season knock on them where they were playing like individuals. It's continued. It, it, it's continued and, and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And, and I, you know, I sent out that link to that TSN, uh, whatever, the Mad Dog Sports or, you know, whatever. They oh, had a little segment. Hayes, Noodles and the O-Dog Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. On TSN. And they were talking about Eric Carlson and and maybe he's just, you know, he's content now with being the highest paid player or highest paid defenseman in the league. You know, he's got his money. You know, he's he's in a nice part of, of the United States, you know, and maybe maybe he's just throwing in the towel. And I didn't want to believe that. But at, at this point, Eric, I mean, everything has to be out on the table. I, I mean, I mean, as far as where their mindsets are, what they're thinking, um, it, it, because mentally, it, again, I just go back to they seem checked out. It takes nine minutes and 18 seconds for your first shot on goal on a team that is licking its wounds on a team that's last place. I mean, this is a beaten and dead animal. They should be like ravaging them. Instead, you get that piss poor effort it's it's unexcusable and the tough part is Lady, is that not it's magnified here because it is detroit and where they are at in the standings and where the sharks are at in the standings but i also can can see the fact that you know this is typical sharks hockey where they kind of play down to the lesser opponents uh that's been a trend in the past with this team for for years that you know they think they can you know beat them with with their talent with their talented players over over the skill and and honestly let's be honest uh, the only goal came in at 315 of the second period oh by the way we're reviewing the game <laughs> um 
Well, I mean, from, that first the first half of the period was just that maddening hair pulling that we were talking about. So really didn't miss much. Right. <laughs> you know, but I mean, at 315, uh, Tyler Pertuzzi takes a shot or it takes a deflection off of the shot uh, from a, a Bowie. And Fabry would also get the assist. You know, it was, of course, a nightmare in the neutral zone. You know, I, I think also while EK65 did turn over the puck, I also thought it was on Meyer's stick. He's got to control that a little bit more. I mean, we did learn from the Mighty Ducks that concentration, not strength, when receiving passes. I mean, we've all learned that from there. And, um, you know, but, but that, but that, that's, but that's that just illustrated. No, no, that that play, Eric, is illustrating exactly the point, though, where Eric Carlson wants to make a finesse play when he could have just pushed the puck up the boards. Right. Right. There was a player available there. Instead, he passes it through the neutral zone, through the slot or not the slot, but through the middle of the neutral zone, which is like you've got a Detroit player who's pressing right up against you. He's going to go. He's going to go in basically on a on a two on one because you're isolating the other the other um, defenseman there, uh, Vlasic. And and you you he hung Vlasic out to dry there. There's he hung Vlasic and he hung hung Jones out to dry there because there's nothing they could. That nothing either one of those two could do. Right. And, 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 and it's selfish. It's selfish. You could have just made an easier play up the boards, and that's what's so freaking irritating. Yeah, and, and that's the, tar- the tough part is that, you know, uh, but uh, <laughs> Jerry <laughs> mentioning, I feel like it's the last, been the last decade that we actually won on New Year's Eve. You know the the funny thing is is that I know AJ put it on the on the Teal Town USA Twitter like the most recent games and of course that you know they've been nightmares a lot lately and uh, you know let's talk about the eight five loss to Calgary last year the year before was a six nothing shutout to Dallas I mean you're you're not far off Jerry that's for sure you know and and, and Chris you mentioned again there were warning signs there a year ago. This team nearly got wrecked in the first round. Yeah, this team could have been out in five games to doubt, uh, to Vegas, you know, and it took a, a nice, incredible comeback where it showed them their character and how passionate they can, you know, get get the job done to win game five and win game six, uh, especially in double overtime when you're on the PK. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where they need to find their resiliency and their passion to uh, get the get the job going, because I mean, while they might be trying, it may not look like it to some people, and it's the tough part that's going to happen down the road is showing how much what you're at, and in if you're out of it right now, what is it going to be after this road trip? You know, it, it's already gonna, it's already a tough stretch. You you're going to go into Pittsburgh on Thursday, you're going to get Columbus. Then you're going to have a back-to-back of all things with the last two cup. I mean, you're facing the last four cup champions on this road trip. Pittsburgh, who won back-to-back, including beating you in your home home barn. You have Washington, who won it in 2018. Thank you for beating Vegas. Appreciate that. And the St. Louis Blues in 2019. You know, uh, and it's and it's tough, you know. And and uh, and and also a, a Columbus team, which 
you know, reflects their coach insofar as how they play. And let's face it, the Sharks, you know, whenever they play against a, a workman-like team, they get worked because they just get completely outmatched in the physicality department, completely outmatched in the, uh, excuse me, in puck retrieval and, and just down low play. So, you know, the Columbus game isn't going to be easy either. So, I mean, what, you could go... I mean, I could see this team go winless through this through this stretch, Eric. I mean, I I I think on this on this road trip they could go winless. They could, they they quite possibly could. And the um, Jumbo Fan Twenty Eighteen, thank you for the quotes in there, um, Bugner. This wasn't a bad road game by us by any means. And, and let's be honest here: while you were shut out tonight, um. You know, I thought Jones played a heck of a game for them this evening. Yeah. I mean, no, honestly, I, I... you give up one goal. You give up one goal on, um, gosh, I don't have the stat sheet in front of me, but, I mean, you give up one goal. 20, 21, he saved uh, 21 of 22. Yeah, I mean, on tw- on 22 shots, I mean, that's, that's terrific for him but uh unfortunately a a 955 save percentage i mean the goaltending has not been the problem in the last three games you know i mean the 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 goaltending performances that we've been seeing by dell and and this break um has helped jones out as well goaltending is not the issue here this is this is this is completely on defensive zone structure this is completely upon star players not putting in star efforts that's I think that that's that's the big key here is star players not putting in star efforts either mentally or physically or both or one than the other. It, it, it's 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 be on time to start casting the the spotlight on one sixty five one eighty eight and uh, you know I Logan. I I think you can go. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but you can go oh, further good. than. Burns and Carlson, I think you start looking at Evander Kane. You start looking at Logan Couture. Congratulations, you made the All-Star game. Appreciate it. Glad you're going to rep the Sharks. I'm surprised they, they're going to have somebody do it. Uh, right. You know, they, there there are so many, you know, teams on the schne- guys on the schneid right now. I mean, where's Sorensen? Where's LeBanc? I, I mean, there's... There, I mean, I don't know what else you, you can you can do here. I mean, you're look when when and, Thomas Nason and Auntie Suamella and Joel Kelman or Shellman, excuse me, are the best line. You got problems. You and, got problems. And they've definitely developed some chemistry there, even with Melker Carlson out. I thought Suamella had a pretty decent game. I thought you know Nason and Shellman really were we're busting our butts for it. Uh, do I, do I want to see them, you know, you know, do more? No, not, not necessarily, but I mean, looking at the time on ice tonight, Shellman 821 was 67% in the face off circle. Suomela was 739, you know, three uh, shots on three shots on goal on 739, mind you, um, you know, two hits. Uh, Shellman had a hit and uh, Stefan Nason, uh, you know, three hits as well in a block. So, you know, it's not like they're not contributing. 
that's for sure. I mean, Suomela had like two grade eight chances, and then the his last chance was like a B. But you know, honestly, they're driving play. That's yeah. all you can ask from your fourth line. And that's the thing is is help you out, keep the puck down down in their zone, uh, do those little things. You know, maybe get some chances, which they did. You know, but I mean, where is it? Where is everybody? You know, yeah. what are, what are we doing? You know, uh, at the end of the second period, you know, the, the the shots were even 20 to 19. Both teams didn't do anything on the power play. Sharks had a, a you know, a little bit of more, a dominance in the faceoff circle. But the scary part was Couture took a, a puck to the hand. Thankfully, he returned in the third period. But, um, you know, and heck, even even that fight. You know, where Abdicator and and hit uh, freaking Barkley Goodrow, and Goodrow took exception to it. And I think more than anything, I think Goodrow was just trying to get the guys going on the bench. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. I agree. Something, right? I mean, something to get this team a little bit of you know, like a, a Red Bull energy shot or whatever. But even that, I mean, Eric, I mean, the the fight was pretty pretty pedestrian. You know, yeah. it, it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't stop it's in two two. Yeah. I, and it wasn't, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't anything that was really they didn't really rally after that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it, it, it again, it's this is a mental thing. You know, they're 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 fighting it mentally. They're not engaged with it mentally. And, and this is. It, it's flabbergasting. I just, you know, when you can't get up for a game mentally, when you're just you're staring up at the playoff race and you just see your team getting lapped and lapped and lapped, and, and, I, you know, what does what will it take? Will, will it take a, a, a trade of, of Brent Burns, you know, where basically you're going to have to get pennies on the dollar because he's not worth that much? Or a or or someone else, some core piece to be really get the shot put across the bow. Right. I, I don't know. I I don't know either, and and it's it's scary to think that uh you don't know what you can do. You know, uh, you you I, hope you find something. You hope they uh, get into a Pittsburgh bar, uh, you know, tomorrow and. While they're watching the Winter Classic and find a classic '80s hit that will catch fire, <laughs> something yeah. or or a fight in practice, you know, where where somebody finally has just had enough and decks somebody else because they're just not pulling their weight. I I don't know what it's going to take, but yeah, but uh, you know, that it was interesting too because we saw the um, Curtis Pashelka put out a, a report today uh, talking to Brendan Dillon and Brendan Dillon understands where he's at. He's, he's on an expiring contract and, um, you know, talking about how he wants to be a part of the solution here for the team and wants to continue to stay with the team. But quite frankly, the Sharks just don't have don't have that option available to them, because if they're going to be playing like this, then then they need to extract all the value that they can before the deadline, meaning they need to sell. Well, and the thing is, is I think that win against Philadelphia, uh, you know, kind of calmed the things down a bit. It should also, to me, show that this team is capable of anything. You know? Right. Uh, 
and this this team is capable of doing anything. But you know, Kevin Kurz, our good friend of the show, Kevin Kurz from the Athletic, had a nice, interesting comment from uh, uh, Brendan Dillon. Uh, you know, oh, that or was I'm Kevin. sorry, it's for, sorry. yes, uh, the tweet essentially was like there would be no shortage of teams calling on Brendan Dillon, according to Keith Jones of NBC Sports. You know, I mean, there, there's. You know, it it just seems like, uh, you know, I mean, you you look at it. You know, the Wings are two sixteen and two in their last twenty, and they beat Boston, by the way. Yeah, yeah you but- know, Eric. Uh, you know, we're getting we're getting a, a couple of really good uh, comments out of the chat. Um, you know, one's asking, do Jumbo and Patty retire if this trend continues? Tough way to go out by Jumbo Fan 2018. Uh, you know, somebody asking, um, should we give, should we trade Jumbo and Patty to contenders to give them a shot? That's uh, D Healy 529. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm at that point, Eric, where, you know what, I, I hate to do it. I hate to I hate to say, you know what, it, it, it should be time to give them a chance. But, you know, maybe maybe sending Jumbo back to Boston, you know, giving him one last shot with Patrice and, and with Marchand, you know, and, yeah. and giving him giving him a shot with Big Z, you know, maybe maybe that would would be a, a good way to send them out. I mean, I, I don't know, but right now the the way that the team is performing around those two is a disservice to both of them. Well, and it's tough to say if, if they even want to. I mean, home home is San Jose for both of them. You know, they're going to be here forever uh, after the team. You know, but the thing is, is that after after all this, and and let's be honest. Who wants to have a forty-year-old who has just one goal? You know, and yeah, he is probably one of the greatest uh, passers in in the game has ever seen. He's currently tied seventh in a, in all overall assists. You also have Patrick Marlowe, who has seven goals. You know, he got a one in garbage time. You know, on Saturday night, uh, would he want to go anywhere? Uh, the funny thing is, is it wouldn't be funny if he, uh, if if Marlo got traded back to Toronto, um, considering that the he's only under salary for seven hundred thousand. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting, but I I think you, there's just not there's not just that, but you know, you you will probably get some offers like for say Kevin LeBanc, perhaps. And again, I'm being speculatory here, so let's not get anything like. He said that there's been speculation, there's talk with, you know, so-and-so. But, you know, you're going to have guys like Tomas Hurdle get phone calls. You know, maybe, you know, Rob Iman saying maybe Vander Kane, but there's no way in heck anybody's going to take uh, his contract with, you know, six, five, six years to go. Six years left at $7 million per. Yeah. And for that matter, he's got a modified no trade. So the three teams, you know, are probably L.A., Anaheim, and Vegas. And we all know there's no way in heck they're going to move him over to there. Um, you know, I, I just think, uh, you know, everything's tied up. Everything's tied up. And at this point, you have you, – you don't have any moves to make. You just – I think for the sake of the Sharks, you're hoping like crazy 
to stay in this race and you can make make a move of some sort once you acquire more cap space uh, at the, the most at the deadline. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, Eric, I mean, this we could like I said before on the last show, this could be uh, we could be looking at a franchise altering trajectory here where if if they do end up in that, um, uh, you know, in that lottery phase and god forbid you know um the senators do pick one and two (laughs) i mean i mean that could literally be a franchise altering type deal and and in in the way that you know the sharks had a franchise altering deal with joe thornton you know what i mean oh well you know what this isn't the first time that it would happen you know, especially for a Bay Area professional hockey league team, you know, the the Sharks or excuse me, the the Seals traded away the number one overall pick to Montreal. You know who they picked? Gila uh, Fuller. Oh yeah, I was gonna think of for, either Big Bird or one of the you know the star defensemen that they had on the Montreal Canadiens. But yeah, Lafleur. That's not that much better, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. Uh, so essentially you, you get that and, and that's the, that's the thing. And I saw in the chat, you know, well, we can get first round picks for Dylan Sorensen, Goodrill, and Couture. Uh, you can maybe get for Couture maybe right now. And he's been up and down this season. Um, and this is my, and honestly, this must be, you know, ripping his, his head apart because here he is. We've all seen him be captain material for years. And now he has it, in, and the team is just in free just fall. free fall. And, and it's tough to see. And it's tough to see. And, and uh, you know, those who are still teal together, we appreciate you immensely. Um, you know, and, and do yourself a favor. If you're watching us on the YouTube channel, uh, once this uh, thing was posted, uh, hit that subscribe button. If Thank you. you. Thank you, NHL. Yeah, uh, thank the, you. The gift, the, the gift that keeps on giving, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, like like I said, I knew they can lock out people. I didn't know they can strike people. So, <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it, if, you know, it was a year or two today that Joe Thornton had his last road goal. You know, uh, Bakes talked about the Sharks' effort and execute in the third period. Of course, uh, Heronic. Gets the empty nerd goal at the end that pretty much sealed the deal. Um, two or fewer is gone, people. I mean, Landy, two or fewer is gone. Uh, Thank God. That, that, well, no, no, no. Hang on here. Let, let's 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 be real here. I mean, that was a crazy run by the Sharks. What was it, forty six and zero, with the goaltenders allowing two or fewer? I mean, uh, you give credit to the Sharks for doing that. At least, uh, Eric. I mean, I think though that that's kind of the the problem of the team. I think the encapsulates a lot of what the issue is is coasting on previous success. I think I think that that uh, will be if we're gonna put the 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 bow on this year on this half of the season is uh, is coasting on previous success, meaning. They are the San Jose Sharks. They have been in the postseason 
you know, many, many times in this decade. I think missing out only once in the decade. You know, they have Norris Trophy winners. They have, you know, Stanley Cup winners on the roster. They have people who had career years last year. They had they have numerous accolades. You have Jumbo Joe, who's who's winning accolade after accolade, passing up Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. But Again, it's cruising on those past successes. What are you doing right now to contribute to the team? And right now, not much. Yeah. Uh, your final stats on the night, 34-23 uh, in shots in favor of San Jose. 52-48 to 48 was the faceoff uh, percentages in favor of San Jose. Both teams go 0 for on the power play, 0 for 3 for... Uh, the Sharks 0 for 2 for Detroit. So, hey, good job, PK, I guess. Uh, hits 33-20. I think they started getting, you know, a little more physical midway through that first period uh, when they felt like they weren't in that game. The Red Wings had a lot more giveaways, 19-6. to uh, You know, it, it's been... Uh, it's It's been one of those weird things. Uh Hey Eric, but but uh, of those nineteen giveaways, how many ended up in the back of the net? Um, zero. Right. How many on the Sharks giveaways ended up in the back of the net? Both. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, uh, you know, just overall a rough one here to start start the uh, <laughs> Jumbo Fan twenty eighteen. Yes. 2020 PK Cup champs. <laughs> Raise that penalty kill trophy high. Mwah. Of course. So with that little chuckle, you, you know what? It is New Year's Eve. And so, and I posted something on tealtownusa.com about, about the 10 best games of the decade. Now, mind you, I mean, both of us will probably pick you know, this, the certain one that happened earlier this year in April. What what other memories do you have of this decade, Landy? Because I, I think it's, you know, yeah, you do need to reminisce, especially considering there's such a painful season uh, going on right now. But, I mean, memories from this past decade. I mean, going through everything that we've gone through. Yeah, I mean, some big ones that stick out um... – you know, Danny Heatley's first home game as a San Jose Shark, um, scoring the hat trick. I was there in person for that game. Uh, it was an awesome experience in the tank. Um, Tomas Hurdle's four goal game. Uh, you know, the infamous gutless um, comment, and then Patty, you know, securing the win against the Detroit Red Wings. Um, uh, you know, I think. The elation the first time the Sharks got over the Red Wings hump, I believe in, jeez, uh, oh, what was that, 10? The, the 2010 series when they went um, against the Western Conference in the Western Conference Finals against Chicago. Um, I, you know, I think I Tomas Hurdle's first goal, um, Brent Burns winning his Nor- Norris Trophy. Um, those are some of the highlights of, of this year uh, or this uh, decade for me, at least. Um, you know, I think making it to the Stanley Cup final it was was just an amazing ride. Oh, man. Um, you know, that that game three overtime winner by Jonas Donskoy, you know, with the Finnish accent. 
Um, <laughs> y- y- you know, it, you're not yeah, exactly. <laughs> jumbo slide, you know, jumbo slide against LA. The first uh, sweep. Yeah. When they took down Vancouver. I mean, there was definitely that. Um, Oh, the the dueling hat tricks uh, when uh, Pavelski and um, oh San Luis, San Luis, yeah, the oh, dueling yeah. natural hat tricks. That one was really, really. That was a good um, game to watch, and just how back and forth that was. Ah, yep. oh, boy. The D Healy five twenty nine uh, Seto OT winner versus the Abs, game one yep. round two. My first Sharks game, Pavs tied with thirty seconds left. Yep. There was that one. One of the ones I I was I took off the list because I had too many was game four of that series. You know, the game after Right, the Dan, Dan Boyle, Boyle own goal. Yeah, the yeah. Dan Boyle own goal. And he comes back the first minute of the game and just just takes all his anger and was just slaps it past Anderson. And of course Pabs went into overtime. Um, you know, both both series against, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, against uh, uh, Detroit, we're always sweet, and it, and it sucks to see that both teams are just struggling now. Um, yeah, Chris, the Jumbo post game comments after the Rooster trick was the best. <laughs> yeah, we 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 just hope there will be able to get out. You know, one more. Uh, we would love to see him do the f- four goals. Oh my gosh. Um, but chat, yeah, let's let's hear about what you think about it because it it, it is time to kind of reminisce and, and let's be honest here. Let's uh, let's talk about all the good times that we've had during this decade because, I mean, heck, one of the ones I put on there, the outdoor game. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's still the fourth largest attended outdoor game in NHL history. It's the largest crowd to watch a game in the state of California. They were really iffy about about uh, you know having another outdoor game in California, especially since it was a nightmare in L.A. They didn't sell it out, you know, and, and everything. You know, it was it was a tough one. Chris, yes, holiday sweater. <laughs> you know, I John Scott uh, in the All Star game. Yeah. You know, All Star MVP John Scott. I mean, that was great, and heck. The Olympics in 2010 up in yeah. Vancouver, uh, you know, I mean, you had four Sharks win gold medals. Pavelski goes home with the silver. You had eight Sharks, the most uh, ever, uh, to go to an Olympic Games. Thank goodness it was in Vancouver because otherwise that would be a daunting task to get them all home. You know, I it's just amazing to see. You know, and, yeah. and so it's it's amazing to have what a what it what what it was fun about you know, uh, Jerry, my first Sharks game was a win against Montreal on March fourth, twenty ten. Been a few had since, yeah. I mean, heck, I, I mean, just doing all this, Landy, just brings back fun times about after darks, and and I remember. The night of May twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. You know, Chris, you, AJ, Ian, Gent, the epic, the epic night. I mean, we had a, we did a almost three and a half hours of post game coverage. Um, you know, just you know, it's great. Thornton climbing all the all time list. You know, Tomas Hurdle four goals. Uh, 
yeah, that was a great call too from Dan Rusinowski, Jumbo DeMarlo, game three in overtime in 2010. Oh yeah, I mean that that to me though, I think that that is that one was such a uh, a great win because of just how much crap we had taken from Detroit after yeah. the 93-94 season where we dethroned them and then basically they had the monopoly on us oh, for yeah. a little while. <laughs> and, um, you know, after that, uh, the Sharks really slayed that Detroit dragon. And, um, uh, you know, the, the stanchion goal, you know, came up in the next series. Oh, but, uh, but um, uh, you know, they, they just – they. Uh, played such a such a great game and and i you know it was just one of those times where you just got to see the joy in jumbo yep. um winning it with with patty so <laughs> yeah. who remembers slushy's corner oh my god dang slushy. rob pulling out the old 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 slushy's corner oh man that that goes way back in the day you know man you have to you have to be a hashtag insider or hashtag a long time <laughs> Long time listener for that one. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so good times to remember would be had there. Um, we kind of touched it up briefly. Logan Couture is selected to be the uh, Sharks representative of the All-Star game. Uh, also, there's a possibility uh, to have Tomas Hurdle to go to St. Louis as well. Um, that'll start tomorrow on NHL.com for you to vote in Tomas Hurdle. Although, I put up a poll on the Teal Town Twitter asking would you want would you want to have hurdle go or would you rather have him stay for maybe a playoff push and i know that's tough to say right now after we just lost to the worst team in the league by a shutout but honestly what do you think landy as i pull up the polls what do i honestly uh, just honestly and i know that this sucks to hear but does it matter? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm being, I'm being quite frank here. I mean, does it really matter in the end? I don't think it does. You know, I, I, I after tonight, just, just to put, just to put a fine bow on, on tonight, and, and just how, how much the, the, the team, whatever, whatever kind of good feelings I had, you know, kind of eroded. I, I just, I don't think it matters. I don't. I don't think it matters. Well, the question I put out there is: um, Sharks Tomas Hurdle will be part of the NHL All Star Last Men in voting. Do you vote him into his first All Star game, or do you tell you know say no and rest for a playoff push? Uh, we think over the hundreds uh, that voted in, and fifty four percent say vote him into the first NHL All Star game. Uh, 46% say no, rest for a playoff push. Um, not going to lie, I don't know if you saw it on Hockey Tricks timeline, but uh, someone took uh, uh, tweets of uh, of what Helene St. James said to, uh, uh, or was asked by uh, <laughs> by the Red Wings, and one of them, which was Tyler Bertuzzi, I'm being the Red Wings representative at the 2020 All-Star Game. Quote, if they didn't have to pick someone from every team, I know I wouldn't be there. But I'm excited for this opportunity. Really? But, yep. wait, but wait, Landy, it gets better. 
Red Wings host Sharks tonight after uh, two GLI games. Bertuzzi on the expected stay of the ice at Little Caesars Arena. Our ice isn't the best, so I don't think much is going to change. <laughs> you know, I, I I will give Tyler Bertuzzi this. He is blunt. That is for sure. Oh, uh, I, I like that um, as a player. But Dylan Larkin says, hold my beer, because when asked on possibly being fan voted to the All-Star game, quote, Please don't vote. I like the days off more. <laughs> I, it, I it, uh, it, like Chris says. I respect that brutal honesty, but damn. I mean, look, if Ovechkin can do it, right, where he's voted in as the captain of the Metropolitan, he's like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> you, you know, right. like anything's up. I mean, I honestly, though, Eric, I mean. Look, look, the NHL's just got to rewrite the whole all-star thing. I have to rethink about it because that this is this is embarrassing to have your your stars of your league just be like, "Nah, I'm cool." Yeah. No, you already have Ovechkin going no. I and mean, if you have Sid saying no, I mean, that right there is going to be hurting. Um, you know, just just a nightmare overall on that one. So, speaking of nightmares, is it time uh, well, I don't think it's a nightmare. I think it's the only way you can ex- extract some joy out of this podcast. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. It's wraparound time. Um, and you know why I say this one's painful? Well, Kings 5, Flyers 1. With thirteen thir- uh, with thirteen forty six to go in the third period, um, former Shark Justin Braun gets his first goal as a Philadelphia Flyer in this one, but it's been all Kings tonight. They scored four goals in the first period, and they are on their way to a victory and will leapfrog the Sharks out of the cellar in the Western Conference. Uh, in uh, Calgary. Sam Bennett has the only goal for the Flames. They're losing 4-1 to the Chicago Blackhawks. Patrick Kane, who apparently wasn't one of the best players of the decade, uh, is on the board with his 21st of the season. Uh, In Edmonton, real deal James Neal has a hat trick, and they just started the third period there. Oilers lead the Rangers 6-1 in that one. Uh, currently in the desert, the desert dogs, oh, excuse us. Ah, there we go. Uh, lead the St. Louis blues to the one, uh, Garland and Kessel with the goals in that one, uh, in New Jersey, they beat the Bruins in a shootout three to two black hood with the win. Halak will take the loss in that one. Uh, the Caps go down to the Islanders. Barry Trotz is smiling as we speak. 4-3 to three, uh, over the Capitals. The Islanders, uh, Sezikis gets two goals in a winning victory there. Holtby, I don't know what's happened to you lately. Um, in Vegas, the Golden Knights win 5-2. to two. Jonathan Marchessault, you sneaky little brat, uh, with two goals in this one. Uh John Gibson takes the loss for Anaheim. <laughs> Chaotix 105. If this is your version of joy, I hate to see your version of depression. Yeah. It's not pretty. Yeah, it's not pretty. You know what? 
is pretty. Ceremony native Austin Matthews getting his 27th goal en route to a 4-1 victory for the Maple Leafs over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, former Stockton Thunder Devin Dubinick takes the loss in this one. Uh, in Buffalo, the Sabres lose to the Lightning 6-4 to in this one. Uh, Kalorn uh, with two goals uh, in that one. Uh, Jack Eichel gets his 25th of the season as the Sabres now go to NHL 500. Uh, they are storm surging in Carolina tonight. 3-1 the final, Sebastian Ajo, Ryan Dezingle, and AJ's favorite, Eric Holla. Uh the goal scores <laughs> in that one. Uh, Max Domi, the, tw- the only goal scorer for the Canadiens in Columbus. Uh, the Neon Buggers, thanks to two goals by Zach Rowenski, beat Sergei Bobrovsky uh, and the Florida Panthers 4-1 to in this one. And also the final Jets 7-4. The final, they beat the Avalanche uh, on this one. Kyle Connor with a hat trick. Uh Blake Wheeler with two goals in this one. Nathan McKinnon, not to be outdone, had two goals himself in the loss for this one. That gets you caught up to date in the National Hockey League. As for your San Jose Barracuda. Ooh, Barracuda. Your San Jose Barracuda are on the ice tonight in Stockton. They took on the Stockton Heat in, well, because, you know, I was trying to pull this up as the intro is going, because that's so easy. Uh, Do you have the score by chance? Because the AHL website is being a pain in the butt. Uh, Let me see, but I think they're bad, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. All right. So San Jose, let's see here. They are currently playing, and it is five to seven. Uh, Okay. No, no. it's Bakersfield. Four nothing the final. The Stockton Heat shut out the San Jose Barracuda. Okay. Well, you know, close enough. They're (laughs) bad, too. (laughs) Uh, Former Barracuda buddy Robinson. scored early on in the third period a three goal third period for the the heat to really put them away uh rob iman mentioning andrew shortridge one of the sharks top goaltender prospects was sent down to the echl today cool Uh, that that inspires some confidence for you yeah exactly i'm sure that'll work out well for them so that i think is pretty much it for us tonight folks uh i mean it is 8.13 live out here on the West Coast, so do us a favor. If you're going out tonight, please be safe. Have some fun, but please be safe, and don't shoot firecrackers. It's going to butt the crap out of my dogs. So, hey, you know what, man? Spend the extra 20 or 30 bucks for the Uber. You don't want to spend $10,000 on a DUI. Bingo. Bingo. And with that, Landy, I appreciate you immensely, as always. You're final. <laughs> thoughts and where the people have find you oh boy final thoughts um you know i i think we are where we need to be (laughs) insofar as you know the level of of effort the level of uh of mental awareness in the team it it really shows and it really reflects upon 
where they're at in the standings, and I think it's well deserved. Um, it's it, their their spot in the standings is well deserved, and I think that that's kind of my final thought for the evening and wrapping up this first half of the year. Where you can find me, you can find me using my first name. That's Eric spelled the right way with a K, and that's Landy L A N D I on all of the social media garbages that uh, you like to uh, solicit. Yes, that's right. Uh, my final thought is, my goodness, sharks! Oh my gosh, the time is nigh to turn this around. I mean, my goodness, I mean. It'd be nice to see four victories on this road trip to kind of claw back into this thing. But my goodness, find a way or find any way to to scrape off a win big time. I mean, yeah, you had it in Philly against Philly. You guys can do it again. So let's let's break out of this funk and let's get going. Uh, I'm at Puckeye14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, We wish you a safe, happy new year. Uh, look forward to watching the Winter Classic tomorrow. That's at 10 a.m. our time out here on the West Coast. The Nashville Predators and Dallas Stars. Hey, some former Shark, I think, is playing in that game. Uh, he was. I think he was kind of a big deal, right? I don't, I don't I know. really remember. Uh, yeah, Roman Polak. It was, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I knew I was forgetting somebody. There we go. You, you know, the funny thing is, and of course we're talking about Joe Pavelski, is how how rough is it for the Sharks uh, to freaking Joe Pavelski is going to come back to town. It's his homecoming. It's a Scherzy night. And the Niners play at one thirty, and the Sharks will play at 7 o'clock. <laughs> you know what? I, I honestly hope, Eric, I think at the end of this, I just I hope that he gets a shot. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I hope that he gets a shot at the at the cup. And um, I'm glad that he gets a shot in a real outdoor game. You know, I, I love that our out that we had our outdoor game, but this is this is a winter classic. This is another deal, you know. Uh, PT sixteen eighty. Also, don't forget Matt Irwin will be oh, playing tomorrow. Oh yes, famed San Jose Shark Matt Irwin. Yeah, the the one who scored the one goal in Game Seven against LA in 2014. Uh, oh. Oh, let's not talk about that. Yeah, we won't mention about that. But uh, hit us up in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again. Check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, our YouTube channel. We'll be right up there. So we'll be back with you on Tuesday night. Or excuse me, Tuesday. No, today is Tuesday. We'll be back with you Thursday night as the Sharks take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. That game is at 4 p.m. We'll be back with you till then. Otherwise, check out all our other content and hit us up on our social media. And until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. Be safe out there.